Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, hello, and welcome to part two of my solo episode, The Feminine Instinct. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am the host of the Authentic Audience Podcast. Thank you for being here. (sighs) Before I jump in to recording week two or part two of this solo episode, I just want to give so much thanks and so much gratitude for the overwhelming amount of messages, DMs, calls, texts I received around last week's episode. It was so powerful, so special, so much encouragement, so much love, just so much love has come through this whole experience and I'm really proud to have shared my story and I'm in such a good place. I knew that I was able to record it now and it was even more healing actually being able to talk about and relive that experience um, from the observer standpoint. It was really powerful and really healing. So if you have not listened to week one or part one of The Feminine Instinct, I share my miscarriage journey and my healing process and my journey to motherhood. So um really grateful. Part two is going to be a little bit different because I have made some pretty profound um, decisions and changes and just shaken things up in a big way since since this happened about six weeks ago. And I wanted to share that because this pregnancy really catapulted and was the main catalyst for a lot of these decisions. And it's kind of crazy how fast everything has happened since then. So I'm going to just jump right in and talk about what is happening in my life now, specifically around business, money mindset, um, spirituality, my personal evolution, what I'm reading, um, what I'm channeling, and just some self-care stuff that's been really working well for me. I'm also going to talk about microdosing. Um, I know this is a controversial topic, but this is the place and the platform for that kind of conversation and just to share, share my experience and my honest truth. That's what I'm here to do. And I want to share a little bit about that um, because it's been such a big part of my healing journey and it feels weird to not share it since I'm talking about it so loudly within my immediate circles. I thought that why not expand this to this platform where I feel really safe and really supported. And yeah, so 
I'm going to dive right in. So even though on last week's episode, I said I was going to record both episodes back to back, I actually did not. And I'm recording this now Monday of this week. You'll be listening to this on Thursday. I like these episodes to be as timely as possible because I really do believe as a collective we are experiencing so much of the same energies and so much of the same circumstance and I like to make sure that I record as close to the release date as I can even though I know so many of these episodes are timeless and I'm so grateful for that. So I also wanted to give that episode and that story just room to breathe on its own and Now that I was able to share that, I'm really ready to share what is going on with me now. So it's been just over six weeks since I miscarried, and the two weeks following were pretty dark, pretty sad, and just confusing and busy, and I'm super grateful that I was so busy. Um, Since the whole pregnancy was very distracting, by the time I actually had the miscarriage, I had done a lot of closure work, a lot of healing. So it was sort of like the final thing, if that makes sense. And then, you know, a couple of weeks after that, it was still um, getting back into work. But this business, man, is just, I'm so grateful for this energy that is authentic audience right now. I feel like I've really listened to her. I feel like I've really supported her and been in complete devotion and service to this business. And she held me so, so well and so gracefully through this whole process. And what I mean by that is I have delegated enough. I've hired. I've outsourced. I have been honest and transparent enough with my clients and customers that when this was actually going on, I didn't feel stressed at all about the business, which is just the biggest exhale and the greatest blessing ever. I really feel that this year we have been blessed with success and I don't take that lightly. I also know that I've worked really, really hard to get to this point and it's finally starting to pay off. Like it feels like all of this work I've been doing, the money I've been spending on coaches and, and this and that, and my new like rituals and self-care routines and all of this stuff to just like position myself in a way that I can live my life to its fullest potential and just expand what's possible in terms of financial success, in terms of my quality of life, all of these things. I've just been calling in and doing the work. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's like, holy shit, it's working. And I know the saying goes, we're only um, allowed the work and not the fruits of the work or something like that. I'm totally butchering it. But I do feel like the work I've been doing, I'm starting to see the fruits of that labor and it's really powerful. I also know a lot of us are really busy and don't have time to do this kind of work on ourselves. Like I follow some people on social media and they're like taking another week off to like really dive into like this spiritual practice or this work. I'm like, how? (laughs) How are you doing that? Please tell me your ways because time is of the essence and um, I'm actually working on a time management best practices for energy management um, short guide right now because I just am really feeling this um, this this thing around time. I don't even know the way to say it except that it's so, so sacred. And I think the pregnancy and just the portal that was opened during that from birth and death is just – I was reminded – of time. 
and the value of it and what am I really doing with mine? And I think that that sort of aha moment of like, where am I spending my time? Am I being conscious of the decisions I'm making, the energy I'm giving away, the people I'm letting into my energy sphere? Can I be a little bit more um, courageous and set stronger boundaries and clearer time management practices? And I've been doing all of this and it's really been working. And I want to share some of the bigger changes that I've made because it's it's really cool. And I'm all about rapid transformation. So a couple months ago, I actually did a hypnosis um, with an amazing gal named Anastasia Garali and highly recommend. She does a rapid transformation hypnosis like therapy session. And we focused my session on my fear of flying. Surprise, surprise. And needless to say, I flew for the first time about two days ago, three days ago. I'm in Boulder recording this and no fear. I had a slight moment where my heart started racing and I sort of started going there and I immediately was able to pull myself out of it, which is like profound. All this to say, rapid transformation is possible and change can happen really quickly and I think that the work I've done this past year is just like a really great example of that. But this is going to be sort of like my high-level hacks (laughs) for those people that don't have time to like burn out, go through depression, get on new antidepressants, like dedicate the summer to self-care, like blah, 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 coaches, this, that, and the other thing. Let's just like cut through the bullshit, what Geminis do best, and share with you my biggest takeaways and what's really been working for me. Um, and how quickly it's been working. So the first thing I want to talk about is money mindset. I think that this is really important. And I'm teaching the Authentic Selling Bootcamp right now. We're in a live program. And this money mindset piece, the week around um, this topic was really, really profound for a lot of people. And the thing that has shifted for me the most, and I think for Clay too, Um, since we started calling in abundance and really focusing on that. And I've talked about that in some of the episodes around Lakshmi and devotion and all of this stuff. But one book that really, really is a quick read and really powerful, and it's focused on NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, is by this woman named Michelle Masters, and it's called Money Magic. And it has like a, a chapter on whatever the topic is and then exercises that you do. And I decided to revisit this book and had some like really major takeaways from this book and have already seen my income and abundance shift like drastically from incorporating some of these new techniques. So if you want to read the book, it's called Money Magic by Michelle Masters. Highly recommend. Or here are my cliff notes. So My biggest takeaways from this is recognizing when we're reaching the next step. So one of the exercises I did with Clay is we looked at where we are now and we looked at where we want to be and we did this like whole entire exercise around what it is we desire. What is it that you desire? And it was just like a 12 minute free flow. I highly recommend like 12 minute journal prompt sessions. That works really well where it's like, timed and you just let it flow. And after I did this um, journal prompt of like what it is I really desire, and again, the book's about money, so it's like specifically around like your financial desires or things that money can buy, that kind of thing. Um, Although I believe these techniques would work for anything, relationships, 
all of that stuff. But I was specifically working with money because it's something that up until this past year, I was really like timid to talk about even within my own business. Like I wanted Katie and Clay to be handling the budgets. I didn't want to know. And last summer that completely shifted. I'm fully in the know. I know exactly how much we've made. I know exactly how much we have in outstanding invoices. And it's given me this like completely new level of confidence in the business. I can't stress enough leaning into the finances. This is from somebody who's like a serial credit card debt (laughs) person, um, just loves to overspend. I do not live within my means. And this work I've been doing around money has been really impactful. So first of all, lean in. Anyway, so after I did this, um, this prompt on desires, I remember being and thinking how selfish it was to desire some of these things. And then the second chapter in the book, which I'll, I'm going to come back to what the exercise was, but just to um, say, I immediately felt like this is so selfish. Like, how could I want these things? Like, I can't believe this is what came out. And I felt really bad and actually guilty about writing down some of the things I did. The next chapter is addressing selfishness and two things about this that were really, really healing for me. Selfishness is twofold. One, it's speaking to the things that we desire, which if you know anything about manifestation, energy, high, that's really, really important to get clear on your desires, to speak it, to write it, to dream it, right? The second piece of selfishness is getting those desires or attaining those things at the expense of others, right? That's what makes being selfish a bad thing. But the first part is getting clear on our desires and wanting things. That's totally great. And in fact, we should want these things. And one of the examples she gave is if you think of a dog or a puppy And it's super natural and normal for them to want toys, for them to want treats, to go for a walk, to play, right? Affirmation, love, all of these things that dogs desire from us. We don't think of those things as being selfish. That's like totally normal. And if a dog actually didn't want to play or didn't want love or to go for walks or new toys or treats, we'd actually think that something was wrong with the dog. And that's when it really clicked for me that we're totally able to create our reality. And I think oftentimes we actually stop ourselves um, and we are our own limiting beliefs and our dreams, in fact, put ceilings on what's possible in terms of expansion. So this is kind of the, the vibe that I'm on right now, just to set the stage. So once I read that book and read that piece around selfishness, I was like, well, when I reach stage four of my money growth exercise, it's to give back, right? And it's about supporting others. And it's about having my cup overflowing so that I'm super available financially, emotionally, energetically, professionally to give back to others in a really, really big way. So I don't feel that my desires are at the expense of anybody else. And it's totally okay to want these things. And I'm just going to say that again. It's really important to get clear on what it is you desire because Everything is energy. Everything is energetics. And as soon as we get clear on that thing, it can just show up almost overnight. It's pretty amazing. It's like totally magical. And I believe in it fully 100%. Um, So what Clay and I did is we did this exercise together where um, 
the first step is where we are now. And we write down everything that's going really, really, really well, what's working, what's not, just like a full 12 minute write on what's happening now. So then we had these exercises of what we want to happen, our desires, and where we're at now. Then instead of just calling in that thing that's like very far away, right, our future desires, we did this exercise from Money Magic where you create these sort of levels, level one, two, three, and four, that you want to achieve to get to that step and got really, really specific. And it was so cool to do this with Clay because our descriptions and desires for success and for our own lives are actually quite different. And it brought up a lot of really cool things for us to talk about. So that was really cool. And for me, I was able to name each level. So for me, level one was flow. I know that I've reached this level of success when I'm starting to feel flow in my business. And I am in fact here on this level right now. I had a team call today. I feel so in flow. I feel so supported. I feel so like, okay, taking an afternoon walk, stepping away from the computer. I know my team's got it. And that was like a massive um, piece of level one for me. It was like feeling in flow with my team. Level two is freedom. So I'm not there yet, but level two is feeling financial freedom to not have to check my bank account, to not have to check our P&Ls every day, to have enough where I feel financially free to even potentially start investing more, whether it's in properties, whether it's in the stock market, whatever it is to have some financial freedom and not be totally strapped in like budget, 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 that kind of stuff. That would feel really, really good. Level three for me is family. And I named these so that I could continuously remember them in my mind. So that means I either have a family or I'm thinking about having a family and I feel really, really good and held and supported in the business and financially to step away and make my family my number one priority. And then level four is feed. And feed means feed people. It means at this stage, I am taking care of my family. I'm taking care of my team. I'm living the quality of life I want to have. And I'm giving back. I'm giving back financially. I'm giving back my time, my energy, all of this stuff. And the word feed is what represents that level. And then finally, I have the final level. And then we do it again, right? And we do it again and we do it again. So that's what's going on with me around money mindset stuff. And I don't know what's happened other than me reading these books and really thinking about what financial success would look like for me, for my team, for my family, for my business, and calling it in in a big way and loving on it. So the second piece of money mindset that I want to share before I move on to talking about my spiritual practice and more changes in the business is thinking about your relationship with money like dating right? And when you write your um, feelings about money down, right? What comes up? What are your beliefs about money? A really great journal prompt, not in the book, but that I like to use is what are your beliefs about money? And you write on it for 12 minutes or like what money means to me. And then you pretend you're on a dating app, right? So one of the people in my selling boot camp, when I asked her beliefs about money for the journal prompt, she wrote, I see money as a tool. It's not important in my life. It helps me get by, but it's not necessary, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, what if that was a dating app? Like, you're not going to be very important to me. I see you as a tool and I don't really respect you that much, right? So thinking about that 
energetic intimacy we have with money and what language we're using around it, right? So my dating ad for money is I want to call you in for the highest good for myself and those around me. I want to use it to be in service, to celebrate myself, to get those things that I know that I'm worthy and deserving of to enhance my quality of life for myself those around me, and those in need, right? That's what I want to call in. That's the energy of money I want to connect to. And that aha moment that I felt when I shared this in my course was really powerful, so I wanted to share it again here. And just a quick quick little reframe, like how are you talking to money? Like what if you were going on a date or a blind date or it was a dating ad, what would it say, right? Those are really the only shifts I've made. I mean, in the last year, like bigger shifts have included like praying to Lakshmi every day, actually hanging out with um, rich people. I know this sounds really weird, but when I put myself in a room or find myself hanging out with somebody that makes like a crazy amount of money, it actually expands my idea of what's possible. And like, I thought my dreams were here, but I'm realizing those dreams are actually limiting in terms of what's possible and that money is totally infinite. And when you drive down the street or when you pass cars on a freeway, it's like 20,000, 40,000, 60,000, 80,000, 100,000 in just like 10, 10 seconds, right? Like money is everywhere and we are so deserving and worthy of that piece of the pie, right? And it's just such a small piece of the pie that we're deserving of, that we are deserving of that will completely sustain us in all of our needs and then some. So these shifts have been really powerful for me. I always had a scarcity mindset, even though I never grew up with money scarcity. I was always really supported financially. My dad took really, really good care of us, I mean, beyond. But these money um, ideas get ingrained to us from such a young age, and it's like so societal. And, you know, there's so many reasons. Generational, I mean, my grandparents with the Great Depression, that is so real. So I'm not going to get too far into that other than to say mindset is real. How are you speaking about money? How are you thinking about money? Are you in gratitude? Are you in scarcity? Are you in fear? These things are so important to look at. The quickest shifts, the quickest reframes can happen when we really devote our time and energy to doing this work. And I'm talking rapid transformation. So that leads me into some changes I've made in business. Since I miscarried, I realized that my business was not in a place for me to take an entire quarter off, which ideally is what I would do, right? My end of third trimester and then beginning of my baby's life. And so I've made some massive shifts. Like time is of the essence. I'm literally clapping by myself in a room. Time is of the essence. Like if not when all these like cliche slogans are like swirling around in my mind. I swear it was like, I got this lease on life where I'm like, holy shit, life is so precious. Time is so short. I want a family. I want all these things. And I have an opportunity now to fully prepare mind, body, spirit, and business for this sweet soul to come into our world. And I'm going to make some massive changes. So Number one, I hired. I hired my 
first full-time employee. Her name happens to be Krista. Shout out to you. She is amazing. Talk about calling it in. I literally thought to myself, I need a Facebook ad buyer. I need somebody who specializes in Facebook ads. It was like the biggest break in my flow. This angel slid into my DMs. Timing, again, everything. She took the chance. She reached out and sure enough, the timing was perfect. I literally poached her from her full-time job and it is so exciting that the hustle and grind that I have put in, I mean, the burnout, the late nights, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, can sustain somebody's life. Like I can pay a full-time person. My Katie, as much as I want her to be full-time, isn't full-time because as you learned on that podcast, she has a whole organization business. She's like a queen. So this is like huge for authentic audience and huge for me in terms of what's possible now that I have her on my team and we are just flowing. I mean, talk about hiring somebody that's better at something than you, right? Experts, coaches, mentors. On a podcast recently, oh no, it was on the Go Live interview. She asked me, what's like a big change that like really moved the needle for you in business? And I said, coaches and mentors. And I'm going to add to that hiring experts that are better at you. Like I want to be the weakest link on my team. You know what I'm saying? So that has been epic. I had so much confidence because I've done all this money mindset work in onboarding her. We've already crushed it. We've launched a completely new offering called Authentic Advertising that's like a huge break in the flow for so many of my clients. So now we do a full 30-day um, all access. Like we do your ads, we do your creative, we do your strategy, we do everything for 30 days. We're full through July. I haven't even promoted it yet. I mean, talk about alignment. So that's been epic. And we've been able now to take on more work, more projects, expand our offerings, crush it for our clients. Our number one priority is always who's currently on our plate. So we're serving those people more. We are making massive um, investments into authentic audience, into growing my personal brand. It's all happening. The second thing I did is literally within a week of miscarrying, I announced my retreat. Because I realized when I got pregnant, there was like this moment where I was like, oh no, I didn't get to do the retreat or, oh no, I didn't get to do that. And I was like, why didn't I do that? And now I get to. So it's been such a blessing in disguise because we've decided to wait and be very intentional and be very, um, like actually be trying because it's such a big thing. And I just want my body, mind, spirit, and business to be fully prepared for this experience because it's intoxicating. I mean, it just takes over and there's nothing else you can think about except for this little soul. So I want to be ready. I launched my retreat that I have been dreaming up for years. And I mean years. I remember the very first retreat that I helped Rachel lead yoga girl. And I remember in that moment, it was like 2013 thinking one day I'm going to do this. And like, people are going to fly somewhere for me to spend time with me. And that's going to be so epic. And that was a really long time ago. And since then I've helped organize, assist, launch, co-host, lead, you name it over a hundred retreats. I went to Nepal. I checked the Himalayas. Like 
I know the ins and outs of what you need to feel held, nurtured, supported, safe, excited on a retreat. And I have pulled out all the stops. I launched it and we only have five spots left. I'm like savoring these last five spots because I'm like, who's going to show up? Who do I want to call in? It's absolutely magical. Every piece of information, if you want to learn the details, is um, called learn.authenticaudience.co slash retreat, I think. Um, Or you can find it on my link in bio or my website or anywhere or DM me. But needless to say, my Reiki master and yoga teacher, Allison, is going to be teaching all the yoga and meditation. My sister is this epic life coach. You can listen to our podcast uh, with Kelsey Lacko, and she's giving full um, life coach sessions one-on-one to everyone that comes. Everyone gets a massage. Everyone gets a Reiki healing. We're doing six plus business workshops, a bonfire. Like I have curated the most amazing retreat and I've thought of everything. And I'm just tooting my own horn here because I'm so proud of this experience to get to bring together my dream clients and support and nurture and love on them because what's been so profound in my last few years is like the moments that I nurture. So the moments of meditation, the moments of yoga, the moments of total creativity, of beautiful hangs, of being in community with women. Anyway, needless to say, the launch went so well. It's been received so wonderfully and we aren't going until December and I only have five spots left. So that was pretty epic. I also, because I know what's happening with my finances now, took April off of strategy and consulting calls because I knew I was launching my retreat. So that would like financially cover that pillar. And with that time off in April, because usually about 20 to 25 hours per month go to consults and strategy sessions, I was able to redo a lot of my own funnels, my lead gen sequences, all these things that I teach my clients to do, but mine are like so far behind because I have no time. So that's been really epic too, especially knowing I now have Krista who's helping me invest in building and launching my personal brand. I want to make sure that it's just, I'm putting my absolute best foot forward on social media and in the online world. And it's totally been working my engagement. It's just very cool to see all of this upward momentum and I am riding the wave. So That's what's happened in business. The last thing is Clay's new business, which has just been so epic. And if you want to hear more about that journey, you can listen to my episode with Clay a few weeks ago, but we have diversified. Clay is so, so entrepreneurial and always has been. So now he has started another business and that's doing really well. So it's just like this, like I'm trying to like, if you could see me right now, I'm like putting my arms out, like nobody move. You know, everything's working, everything's flowing, nobody move, just keep doing what we're doing. So that's been really great. Um, as far as what we're doing on like an emotional, spiritual, physical level, I have been so deep into self-care and I really feel that our business is only as healthy as we are and we are what's limiting all of that growth. And whatever you need to tell yourself to take care of yourself, whether it's I need to take care of myself to be a better mom, to be a better partner, whatever it is, just freaking take care of yourself. Whatever story you need to sell yourself to put yourself first and make yourself a priority is so important. So 
This has looked like deep prayer for me, um, a lot of quiet time, a lot of journaling, and a lot of meditation. And if you heard last week's episode, the power of that really paid off for me in the whole miscarriage journey and the journey coming out of that. Like, I am so tuned in to my divine feminine and to like the magic right now. Like I am tapped in. I know what it feels like. I know what it smells like. I know what it tastes like. And I'm here for it. And right now, things that I'm doing to really support that, I'm just leaning in wherever I'm called. So I've like been binging the almost 30 podcasts. They're also my clients and they've been on my podcast before. But what's so funny is I don't really have a lot of time to read or listen to podcasts or do things that like aren't work related. And I've realized that working with one of my mentors, I have three buckets of joy and one of them is revenue. One of them is passion projects and one of them is time. And what I'm really passionate about doing is reading, writing, learning, listening to podcasts, expansion. Like I love learning. I'm like a junkie. I'm like a junkie. I'm like such a seeker. You know, I'm always wanting to grow and learn more. And so what I've really been diving into right now is the almost 30 podcast and channeling. Um, I'm also really good friends with Jordan Younger, who is just such a powerful channel, and she's got me into reading some of these books and doing some of this work, and I read the raw materials, which is this channeled work um, that was delivered in the 80s, and anyway, really, really powerful stuff, really, really expansion stuff because I'm already into Reiki, so I understand energy, and now like this intention into channeling and asking our guides has just been really, really huge for me. So much so that I actually channeled an entire deck of cards. So like it's called the abundance deck. It's a 44 card deck and these card topics came through and it's basically for spiritual business owners, I guess, for seekers, healers, disruptors, artists, creators to help you on your journey. It came right in simultaneously a designer slipped into my dms she's amazing she heard me on kenzie burke's podcast and we decided to collaborate on a small project together i love her there's so much flow we're gonna co-collab on these cards together it's been so fun so needless to say that's something that's come out of this creativity writing journaling reading projects and the more i do this the more inspired and fueled I am in the business. Like it's all feeding everything. The spiritual practice, the prayer, the meditating, the money mindset, the hiring. It's just the intention right now is just for my highest and greatest good, for myself, for my business, for my clients, for those around me. Like tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I'm just listening and I'm being super guided. And it's just this really powerful experience of being in my feminine and receiving for maybe the first time in a thousand years. I'm not kidding. So the last thing that's really, I think, catapulted this journey for me is microdosing. And this is like such a buzzword right now. And now I know why. So I'm going to share high level. 
Um, THC, as everybody knows, has always been a big part of my life. And by microdosing, you're not getting like high, but you're getting like the benefits that cannabis, this plant medicine has to offer. So when I say microdosing, I'm going to get really specific. I mean like one um, milligram or is that right? So like a tenth, basically a microdose is a tenth of a dose. So um, for me, a regular dose, you know, a joint is like maybe half a joint or something like that, quarter of a joint. A microdose is like a tenth of that. So when I say I've been microdosing, I'm not like tripping out. I'm not even high, but I'm feeling the benefits physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, et cetera. And it's been really, really powerful. So that's been happening for a little while. That's where so much of my creative flow, like I just, you know, THC, I I said on 420, I posted, it's been my medicine and my muse for so long. And I just feel like I'm in this intimate dance with it. That's always evolving. And the more I lean in and the more curious I get and the more gratitude I have, um, the better it works. There's just so much around it and still so much stigma, but I really have to say, like, I feel that I've found my flow and THC has been such a big piece of that for me. And it's been really, really powerful. The other thing is my diet and how I've been eating, but I don't want to talk about that just because I am not an expert in nutrition. And all I will say is I've been intuitive eating and intuitive fasting, and that's been going really well for me. And all of this, again, has shifted since I miscarried because for those 10 weeks I was pregnant, um, I was just like devoting everything to this little soul inside of me, which means no THC, no coffee, no heat, no saunas, no hot tubs, right? And those things are sort of basically the things that fuel me. So it's been really beautiful to like incorporate those back in and introduce those things back in in a really intentional and intimate way. The word that I keep coming up with is intimacy. Um, I feel like I'm in this intimate dance right now with life, (laughs) whether it's money, whether it's my husband, whether it's my friendships. Um, I have this like new feminine instinct. I don't know what else to call it. And by feminine, I don't mean you have to be a woman to understand it. I just mean it's the feminine that lives in all of us that's speaking right now. And I am here for it. So on the microdosing front, um, we watched Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. And I know we're a little bit late to the game, but we watched it and I've always been of the mindset of like, I don't really feel like hallucinogenic things are my jam. Um, you know, I've had sort of like a stigma around mushrooms and uh, magic mushrooms is what I'm talking about. And then we watched the show, uh, Fantastic Fungi, and I follow this gal on Instagram who I'm like obsessed with. She's all about medicinal mushrooms, like turkey tail, not not magic mushrooms, but like medicinal mushrooms for your coffee and immunity and inflammation, that kind of stuff. And anyway, we watched this movie and we also have been reading How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. So we're just in this sort of like curiosity, questioning, expansion state. And we decided we wanted to try microdosing. And so we found a really great source. And what we did was take a tenth of a dose and barely felt anything um, we, we aren't getting high. And I just think that that's like a really important thing when you talk about microdosing. And I just didn't really understand the benefits of it before. And then I did it for a week or for a couple of days during the work week. 
and I outputted (laughs) more work. I was more focused, more inspired. Like at the end of the day, I was sort of like, whoa, this is kind of great. And I'm just now sort of like taking a step back from that week. You know, we did it for like a week to just sort of like see the benefits for ourselves after being really inspired by this movie. And I don't want to I don't want to even try to butcher it. So like I highly recommend watching it, but there's just this like magical world um, that exists around mushrooms. And I really believe that there's like a future um, in this and the people who have been studying and like harvesting and doing all this stuff around mushrooms, um, it's going to come back in a really big way. And that's just what I think. And um, for anxiety, for depression and I just wanted to see for myself. I just wanted to see for myself. And now I see what the big deal is about. And I'm like here for it. And I'm here for it because I feel in flow. I feel in focus. And I feel like I'm just leaning into what's calling me without feeling like I have to prove, without feeling like I have to fake it, without feeling judgment from exterior people or family or whatever. It's just like, I'm in flow. This is what's calling me. I have such a strong faith and such a strong spiritual practice. I know I'm held and I won't be steered astray. And that's what's been happening for me. So as we know, life is a ride, especially entrepreneurship and just being a human. And I am at the top of a wave and I feel like I am riding it like in a handstand, like I am just flying. And these are the things that have been keeping me going and creating it like a sustainable practice for me. And that's what one thing I was talking to Emery about this week, I've really been able to dive in with um, Emery, who's my best friend who I'm visiting in Boulder. And she was like, you seem so in flow, like you're working so many hours, but it doesn't feel like you're burning out. Like you feel so in flow. It feels really good. And like, that's how I feel too. The creative output that is coming out of me is like, I don't know how long it's going to last, but it's there and it's flowing and it's coming out in such a big way. I have a meeting coming up about my book. Yes, that's happening. I'm outlining it this week. The cards, this time management PDF, it's just like output, 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 serve, serve, serve. And it's just all flowing. Now, I know it won't last forever. And I also learned so much in the shadow moments, in the low moments, in the ruts, all of that stuff. I love pity parties. Oh my God. I love swimming in a pity party for myself. And so what I'm learning is, well, let's just go all in while it's coming and while it's flowing. And so much of this work I've done, like with reading Big Magic from Elizabeth Gilbert and some of these other things, I recognize that ideas and these energetic sort of boosts that universe provides us, um, we're being chosen for a reason. And if we don't act on it, if we don't launch the retreat, if we don't um, create the cards, if we don't let it come through, then that idea or that entity or energy is going to go to somebody else because it's so strong it wants to come in. And so I'm just feeling gratitude for the ideas and people and things that I'm being guided towards right now. And I just want to make the absolute most of it. Um, on a personal level, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm about to do a detox um, with my 
my nutritionist and my magical medicine woman queen that I found through this whole um, pregnancy journey. And we're going to get my body prepped and I'm going to get my spirit prepped and I'm going to get my business prepped. And I've just like jumped into hustle mode because I want a family and I think that that's what the pregnancy really showed me is how bad I do want it and how how hard I'm willing to fight for it and if it means creating and working and hustling and aligning and growing in in so many different directions with the intention for my highest and greatest good for myself and for all then I just don't think I'll be steered wrong and just to continue to check my ego at the door, continue to put my intention and service at the forefront of what I do and magic is happening. And it's just been so cool to be in the observer and witness these decisions and myself just listening. And I'm really, really proud and I'm really, really grateful. So yeah, that's the tea. That's where I'm at now. And Who knows what's to come, but I'm really looking forward to the next 90 days. I'm really grateful for my mentors. I'm really grateful for my team um, that's just sort of allowing me the space to create. When we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're tired, when we're anxious, it's really hard to create from that place. Like, I do understand like manifesting money out of desperation, like, oh, I have to hit this goal in order to pay my team, or I have to hit this goal in order to eat or put a roof over my head, and you can make it happen that way. But there's such a power in manifesting from a place of abundance and freedom and joy. And I recognize my privilege to be able to do that. I recognize that and I honor that. And I feel like we have this responsibility with whatever our dharma is or our purpose is to do it really well. And that's what I want to do right now. And I want to help my clients and customers do the same. So I just applaud everybody where you're at on your journey right now and just remind you to just be there. You're exactly where you're supposed to be fully and just lean in, listen, and I don't know. I'm just like here for the ride going through this like totally traumatic, emotional, physical experience just made me realize the really amazing capacity and extremes we have um, to create and to be in and flow in as human beings on this earth. And I just want to like suck the marrow out of my human existence. So this is my invitation for you to call in whatever it is that you desire to make some of those shifts, to pick up the phone, to do the outreach, to launch the thing, to just like make the most of your time and Think about, you know, when you look back on it, if you'll be grateful for how you spent your time and and proud because it was definitely a shakeup for me. Um, yeah, it's been a lot. So that is it for today's episode and for part two. I know that that was a lot and all over the place, but I wanted to try and hit on money, faith, business. Uh, self-care and microdosing. So I think I did all of those things. And thank you for being on this journey with me. I've met some really incredible people because when you're on this energy wavelength, those are the people you start to attract. And I can't wait to have some more of the conversations that I've been having privately on this platform because again, I just feel such a safe space here. I feel that my authenticity and my open heart, I just like get that right back. 
in the comments and the messages and the DMs. Like I never forget who this is for and why I create this. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to share. Again, I'm such a verbal processor. So when I do get to do podcast episodes, it's it's like medicine for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And until next time, keep growing.